When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I'm Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. And I'm Aaron McMahon. Michigan women's basketball team is firmly on the NCAA tournament bubble, while the men's season burst a long time ago. We discuss both programs, Michigan hockey and the Wolverines at the NFL Combine, coming up on Wolverine Confidential. Guys, good to be with you here Tuesday night, February 27th, sort of a late night pod as we sort through our various schedules with uh, Aaron in Indianapolis for the NFL Draft Combine, uh, and you know, Ryan and I covering games some of these days and nights. So uh, we're making it work here to make sure we, we give our listeners what they want. Um Let's start with basketball. I don't know. What do you guys want to know about either of these teams? What are the burning questions? And then I can answer them. When's the season over for the men's team? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that is a common question that I hear, actually, um, from from fans of the team. But, yeah, they got, they got a few more games left. They play Thursday night in Piscataway against Rutgers, Sunday at Ohio State, and then... That's when they have their week-long bye, the very end of the season, between the final two regular season games. Uh, they, they get a week off before they um, host Nebraska the following Sunday in, in the last regular season game and, and senior day and all that. And then it's Big Ten tournament time. Um, and they'll, they'll, they'll be in that, that first night. You know, that that's new. That's new for them to play on that that Wednesday night. Um, you know, they're currently in last place, and it sure seems like that's, that's where they're going to finish. Um, so yeah, that that answers that question. I guess at this point, is there like any pieces that you the team can maybe build around next year at, at this point that you're intrigued by? Because I mean, this season's basically a lost cause. But like, is there anything that that fans to look forward to next? Like, hey, we've seen progress from this guy. Maybe he could be a focal point moving forward and next season and beyond. Yeah, no, that's a good question. I mean, there has been no, I mean, by necessity, uh, you know, Jawan has played, uh, you know, some of the guys, you know, further down the bench, including, you know, their, their younger players in some cases, the, the lone freshman on the team, George Washington, the third and, uh, you know, Yusuf Kayet, uh, a sophomore, um, you know, when, when, You've got injuries and then for the previous road game suspensions and then, uh, you know, 
the flu running through the team. Yeah. You kind of were, you just, you had bodies, you had to throw those guys out there and uh, you know, Washington in particular, you know, looked good. Um, so, so there at times, so there's that, uh, but yeah, it, it's tough. Like this team, there's not necessarily a ton of hope for next year either. I mean, it, it's certainly going to have to be, you're going to have to hit the portal hard um, uh, again, probably even more than this year because um, you know, you're losing, you're, you're losing several, several guys again. I mean, you know, three starters and uh, you know, five of your top eight, you know, something like that. So uh, yeah, that's, that's problematic. Uh, you know, I'll try to get to the bottom of like Namari Burnett, for example, um, here this week, what his deal is. Cause he is going to be honored uh, at, at senior day for Michigan, which uh, yeah, I mean, this is his, you know, fourth year of college, but you know, he's only, he's only played a, a few seasons, you know, a couple seasons. He had the, he had an injury and, you know, he, he missed an entire season. And obviously the, the one year doesn't count for COVID. So like he could play two more years if he wanted to after this. Um, so that the fact that he's maybe playing none is, is interesting. Um, but yeah, uh, there, there's, there's not a, not a ton of hope for this team. I had a story on mlive.com slash Wolverines today, kind of how, how it's gone wrong, how we got here and, uh, yeah, it wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a fun story to write, but felt it had to be done. I, I did see Doug McDaniels back. His quasi suspension has been lifted. You have the story up at MLive.com today. Could that make a difference come tournament time? Could they get some continuity going and maybe win a game or two? Is that possible? Yeah. So that correct. It, it has been, it has been lifted. He's, he's met his academic goals. Um, so now he's, uh, I, I think I've mentioned this on here before. I've certainly written it like, you know, the university didn't do the program any favors, like a suspension for January would just would have been better than what they've done with this back and forth, but so be it. Um, but yeah, now, now he's back. Michigan's on their spring break. So I think that, you know, factors in for sure. But yeah, I mean, they're, they're better with him than they are without. There's no doubt about that, but like, you know, he has played in these home games, um, you know, that they've been losing, <laughs> you know, most of too. So like, yeah, I mean, there's, there's just still not not enough pieces, but but he is a guy who can he has gotten thirty points, you know, multiple times this year, and he can he, you know, can carry it for stretches. So there's a little more little more hope with him um, with him out there. But uh, I don't know. I mean, they'll they'll try to probably once Big Ten tournament time comes, maybe talk about Ohio State going from that Wednesday night, um, you know, into the the semifinals of the event last year, uh, you know, trying to make a a, a run like that, but. Uh, yeah, uh, it's not. I mean, based on the the fan split at Chrysler against Purdue the other day, it seems like fans are pretty much checked out with the team, anyways. That was that was wild. I mean, again, it it, it was spring break, so you didn't have the students there, but like still. Um, but yeah, that that's just kind of how it is for Mission Best. When I'm not, I'm not, you know, knocking them in any way. Like it's it's um, it's not like built-in support you know you gotta and that's how it is at most places i mean that is the case at most places you know michigan plays in a conference where there's a few teams where that's not the case you know in, in the state of indiana they love their hoops and you know at at assembly hall and Mackey, like they're gonna they're gonna fill that place you know regardless and they're gonna they're gonna you know give support to the team to encourage them you know it's more reactionary at at, at chrysler in most places you know you do well we will you know applaud you but you know not we'll maybe find something else to do so uh yeah that's kind of where where michigan is at right now after you know, not making the tournament last year and then you know struggling struggling this year so yeah that's kind of kind of where we're at here as the season winds down 
the women, on the other hand, uh, you know, they, they have a shot here to make the tournament. I'll have a story up tomorrow um, on MLive.com um, kind of about their position in the, on, on the bubble. I'm actually talk to the, you know, ESPN.com bracketologist, uh, you know, women's bracketologist today. Um, you know, he's he's pretty uh, optimistic about about Michigan's chances like they're they're very much a bubble team as far as their resume. Like there's no way they're not really going to play themselves into you know, hosting a, a game or anything like that. But he's also confident they'll do what they need to do to get in, if, if that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, that he, he's got him as one of the last four teams to avoid the the playing game. You know, um, other there's there, there's other projections you can find where they're a little worse. Some, you know, they're among the last team out or, you know, one of the one of the teams in those playing games. Um, so, you know, opinions on that vary. But huge game for them uh, tomorrow night, Wednesday night. At Ohio State, that's Michigan's marquee win this season, biggest win by far. That is just a, a huge point on their resume right now. Um, you know, winning in Columbus will be a, a much bigger challenge, but that game's 7 p.m. on Peacock. Uh, yeah, Ohio State has not lost since Michigan um, beat them. They are number number two in the country currently, so that would be a huge win for them. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not really liking their chances off based off what uh, how how good Ohio State looks right now, and just that revenge factor too. It's like that's that's their loss. They're they're going to be itching to to kind of hand it back to Michigan, and I, I'm looking more at like that Purdue game at home to end the season, where that's like a must win for for Michigan, in my opinion. Like probably, yeah, if you can somehow pull off an upset in Columbus, but it, it's hard to bank on that with just how dominant Ohio State's been. Yeah, I mean that—that's kind of exactly what the the ESPN guy was saying too, um, and you know others I've talked to like, kind of take care of business. This would be a huge bonus, but you know just try to be competitive in that game, and then yeah, make sure you don't slip up at home against Purdue, you know, and then you know win the game you're supposed to win to open the Big Ten tournament. Um, you know the bracket right now it's not set in stone by any means. Michigan is in you know sixth place right now, tied with. Maryland, they have the the head to head win over them, so they have the tiebreaker there. But there's a couple teams only one game back of them in the standing, so th- there's a range for them to be in. But you know, most likely they'll be playing on that second day against you know one of the the winners from from the first day, so a, a team they'd be favored against, and then would set up a you know quarterfinal game against one of the top you know four teams in the league. So uh, you know, you kind of split there, and you've you've, you've you know held serve, I guess, just to kind of keep your resume where it's at. But, you know, they're hoping they're hoping to improve their their situation. You want to avoid the playing game if you can, you know, get climb it, climb, climb as high as you can in this thing. But, you know, Michigan at least at least has a chance, uh, you know, right now, unlike unlike the men's team. Let's transition to some hockey right now. Uh, Zook, where where is that you know team at here as we kind of you know get towards the the end of the regular season? Yeah, I mean only one one regular season series left, and, and coming off a, a massive sweep at home against Notre Dame, kind of needed to have a sweep after letting one slip away the previous weekend against Penn State, and uh, only allowed one goal all weekend. So I mean Notre Dame's never really been an offensive dynamo under Jeff Jackson, but I mean it was still a really solid defensive effort. Uh, Jacob Barchesti and Net played really well, um, and I mean their third periods have kind of been their bugaboo all year. Um, able to finish off a four nothing shutout on Friday night, 
And then, I mean, one, one locked in a one, one tie on Saturday night, uh, didn't allow a shot against in the, in the third period for the first 14 minutes. Um, and then scored with just under three minutes left, uh, to take the two to one lead and, and, uh, closed it out for, uh, a much-needed sweep to improve their NCAA tournament chances uh, heading into Minnesota for another key series this weekend. What is your take on this on this this year's team right now? As far as you know, what kind of damage you think they can do in the postseason? No, that's that's a really good question. And I, I've been talking with some other people about this too. I mean, right now they're they're sitting at 14th in, in the pairwise rankings, which is like right on that bubble. Uh, and I mean, they've obviously been a number one seed the pr- past uh, couple years. But if, if they get in this year, it will be as a three or a four, uh, most likely. And I guarantee you there's not going to be many one seeds that want to face Michigan in the first round because when they're on, uh, they're, I mean, they're, they're a talented team. They're, they outplay teams for, for the most part. Um, they've got star power up front, their top line with a bunch of first round picks. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's the, their, their top end is their ceiling still very high when they're, when they're on, they just struggle in the third periods. And, uh, I mean, sometimes have some lapses, 10, 15 minute lapses in games where that, that costs them and, and they let up some goals defensively or letting a soft goal and things kind of snowball. So I I think if they get in they're they're, they definitely have a chance at making a little bit, bit of a run and. In, in the and I said like tournament hockey, you only need to win four games to win it all. So um, still have some work to do, and and this weekend against Minnesota will be massive and a big test. Minnesota's still a top ten team. Obviously, they were uh, the the Big Ten champion last year uh, in the regular season, advanced to the national championship before losing to Quinnipiac in the national championship. Um, so yeah, I mean Michigan always seems to play well in Minneapolis. And at this point, like, hey, if they sweep, they move all the way up to third place, finish third in the Big Ten, move up to nine in the pairwise, and that basically I mean, that puts them in a really good spot to at least uh, earn an at-large bid. If they split, they kind of hang around. They'll probably hang around that 13th, 14th uh, spot. And if they get swept, they can fall outside the top 16. So. A lot on the line here. They're probably during the, if they don't sweep, they're probably going to have to win the first round series. And that would probably be against Notre Dame again at home, which was big this past weekend too. That earned them home ice advantage in the best of three first round Big Ten series. So yeah, a lot, a lot of moving parts, but a, a, a massive uh, sweep against Notre Dame, which isn't as dominant as, as, or as good as they've been in, in previous years, but still a solid team, a deep team. Uh, and a strong team defensively and in net. And and Michigan did a good job to come out with six points. All right, we've talked talked some hoops, we've talked some hockey, and I just feel like on this podcast there's just always something happening uh, with with the football program. And right now it is... uh, the NFL Draft Combine. Aaron, you are there in Indianapolis. Uh, yeah, I guess kind of set the stage for us. When, when did you get there? What's what's happening this this week? What has already happened? Yeah, it got in Monday night. I'm here with their, both our NFL writers, obviously. Uh, this is more of an NFL event than maybe college football. Um, but got in Monday night. Tuesday today was largely just NFL stuff. NFL head coaches spoke. NFL GM spoke. 
Uh, part of the course, Jim Harbaugh opted not to speak to the media. Uh, he's one of the few NFL coaches uh, not speaking this week. Shocker! <laughs> so uh, we did not get Jim today. Uh, John did talk. Uh, he was asked quite a bit about Jim and you know his return to the NFL. Uh, I have a story up actually right now at mlive.com slash Wolverines. Um, but no, Michigan has 18 guys here, an event record, a school record. Uh, no other school has, has set more. Uh, so it's, it's a, certainly a good sign for the Wolverines when it comes to the draft at the end of April. Uh, they may, in fact, you know, beat dra- um, you know, Georgia's draft record. But that's the goal here this week. You know, these players are getting themselves in front of NFL scouts, NFL personnel, NFL GMs, and trying to convince them to draft them. Uh, several of these guys will be drafted and drafted relatively early. Um, some of these guys are going to be, it's going to, they're going to be question marks. Um, but it, it's, it's a big week. It's an important week, uh, to get yourself not only on the map, but it boosts your draft stock so that you do hear your name called, uh, in Detroit at the end of April. Yeah. I feel like we may have talked about this before, but maybe it was off air as far as Harbaugh and talking at, at this event. I mean, is it, uh, I kind of thought in the NFL, there'd be just like policies. This is when you have to, this is, you're kind of more contractually obligated than, college. I mean, college, he's on a schedule, but he could kind of set it, I guess. But this is one of those things where it's a little more, I guess, just informal. Most just do, but you don't have to. Generally, the way I've it's been explained to me is that most of these coaches are strongly encouraged to do it. Most of them do. I'd say probably, you know, uh, you know, uh, 90% of them probably are, but there are a handful that are not. Um, it seems like it's generally the first year coaches that are choosing not to, uh, obviously. And look, I get it, right? Like you got, they've got to build a lot of staff. They've got decisions to make. Uh, my understanding is Mike McDonald's not here in Indianapolis. So that explains it. Jim Harbaugh is here in Indianapolis. He's been here since at least Sunday evening. Uh, I, I ran into his dad earlier this evening. Uh, he's here. Uh, they took in a Pacers game with John Sunday night. Uh, Jim is here. Uh, in fact, and I think plans to go through the interview process with some of these, these college players. And it makes sense, right? He knows a lot of these guys. He's familiar with with some of their games, so uh, it would make sense that he's here. He wants to be involved, um, but he, you know, the decision was made either through him or, or the Chargers public relations staff not to not to talk. Um, and as we know, you know, we, we, in talking, covering Jim now for a long time, if you give Jim the option of speaking to the media, he's probably not going to do it. What pick do the Chargers have in this draft? Five. So they're high, they're higher up there, you know, so, and they've got a lot of, they can go a lot of different directions. Uh, you know, they do like the quarterback, so they probably won't go there, but, uh, the draft board is largely, largely open for Jim and, and his staff. Probably. Yeah. Probably not a Michigan guy then at five. There's no, it would be a reach, be a reach for anybody, but yeah, future rounds. That's always something to, to think about. I mean, I thought about that when, you know, beeline got, you know, went to the NBA that, that first year with, with some guys to, to take opted opted not to take Jordan Poole about that uh, with with their pick. But uh, yeah, Corum would be interesting if uh, if they don't re-sign Austin Eckler. I think that would be an interesting fit there too. I know, I mean, obviously Harbaugh loves uh, loves Corum and um, they, wants, they want to run the ball more. So that could be a potential later round pick there too. That's, that's one I would be following closely. But yeah, I mean, there's potentially 18 of them that he could choose from. So I'm sure, I, I would put my money on the Chargers drafting one Michigan player this draft. They they need linemen and Jim is talking talked about protecting Justin Herbert their quarterback so maybe potential linemen we'll, we'll see I don't know you know what position specifically but Michigan's got six draft eligible linemen so you know it's possible we'll have to I mean I know we always I set my over under on on Wolverines it'll have to be a higher higher number than ever this year that I set it at and then yes we can add some add some uh, 
pet, I guess, as far as, you know, as they, as they relate to Harbaugh and the Chargers. Um, all right. Yeah. So, I mean, any, anything else from there that to kind of just, um, you know, our listeners should, should be aware of and, and look for, um, you know, content wise, as far as, you know, your, your, your coverage of this event. Yeah. I mean, JJ McCarthy is the, the big name down here, as you would expect. He is a first round prospect, but there's a potential there. He can go to the top 10. I mean, his stock has been rising the last couple of weeks. All signs point to him doing everything here in Indian, Indian here in Indianapolis. Uh, you know, we've got reports that Caleb Williams, the, the projected number one pick is not going to be throwing here. Jane Daniels, potential number two or number three pick is not throwing and neither is Drake may. So this is who is another top three potential quarterback. So th- there's an opportunity here for JJ McCarthy to make some noise. Uh, if he puts in a good week here, interviews well, um, you know, throws well, it, he, he, you know, the, the conventional wisdom right now is that he's the top of kind of the top tier of the tier two quarterbacks. There's a chance for him to kind of put himself in the tier one. I, I'm not saying he'd be the number one overall pick, but it's possible he could, pay, he could potentially pass up a Jane Daniels as the, as the third guy. So we'll see um, opportunities there for him. He will be the front and center. I think he's set to speak to the media Thursday morning, I believe Thursday or Friday morning. I can look at the schedule, but um, we anticipate talking to all these guys. Uh, Blake Corn will be intriguing just because, you know, again, he's a guy who could have left last year. He, he chose not to. Um, you know, obviously running backs aren't necessarily premium in the NFL anymore, so it might hurt him a little bit, but he'll be interesting nonetheless. Junior Colson's a name that's come up quite a bit. He's looking like a lock second-round guy at this point, so I'm curious to hear from him. And then Zach Zinner, I mean, he got hurt in the Ohio State game. Uh, you know, he told me kind of in the lead up to the Rose Bowl that he anticipated being healthy in time for the draft. I don't think he's doing any workouts this week, but I'm curious to hear from him and his his injury status and where he sits. So uh, a lot going on, a lot of guys down here, um, you know, and Michigan's have a real shot to, to break the the single school uh, draft NFL draft record set by Georgia a couple of years ago at 15. You know, Jim Harbaugh predicted in the offseason that they would be they would do it. And they're certainly in position to do just that. Good for JJ, man, and, and deciding to throw. I mean, it, I, I hate when when top prospects opt out of so many things. There, it's like, why even go just to talk to teams? It's kind of lame. Like, I, I liked players that are like, no, I'll go out there and prove that I can do this, and 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 want to show that I I can perform in in this in that setting. And so, yeah, hopefully he does well, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll see where he ends up. Yeah, I mean, we'll be I'm sure talking about it as the draft gets closer. But yeah, he is intriguing just because. He doesn't have the volume of uh, anywhere near what, you know, these other guys have as far as his pass attempts and, and things like that. But um, I don't know. He's got the, you know, when he needed to, he could do it. But I don't know. It, and he's, you know, got the mobility and, and the you know, all the intangibles, great locker room guy, all that. So, I mean, I. My my feeling is he will be a, a very good NFL quarterback, but um, yeah, any team you draft a quarterback in particular, I mean these, these high draft picks are are very valuable, and using on a quarterback, it you know you, you don't you don't want to be wrong. So will uh, be interesting to to see where he goes and you know how he does. But yeah, we'll we'll have we'll have plenty of coverage of that leading up to the draft, and you know this throughout throughout this week in Indianapolis from Aaron, so you can read all our coverage of. Michigan Wolverine Sports on MLive.com slash Wolverines. Thanks for listening.